Welcome to the Vanguard Church Podcast. You're about to hear a sermon from Vanguard Church Central in the heart of Colorado Springs. With every message, it's our prayer that you hear and learn how to live out your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. May your faith be strengthened, your hope increased, and your heart inspired to live for Jesus no matter the cost. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. We live in an angry, broken world. We live in a world that allows us to express our anger any way we want to. And the reality is the world is on one extreme, do whatever you want, say whatever you want, do to somebody whatever they've done to you. And on the other extreme is the church that gives you no freedom to admit your anger. And so today we're going to talk about how do you be angry and sin not? How do you express the anger of your life and yet not let it become the controller of your existence? I know for some of us in this room and some watching online that we deal with the abuse of our past. And somehow, some way, we seem to think that we deserve to have been treated the way we've been treated. And I want to encourage you today, no one deserves to be abused. Amen? Amen. Come on, no one deserves to be abused. Amen? Amen? Amen. And today, I want to invite you to take your program, your Bible, or your internet device. This is what I like to call a Roto-Rooter message. It is going to Roto-Rooter into the deepest parts of your soul today, and the Holy Spirit is going to ask you to invite him into the deep recesses of your soul and of your heart. I invite you today to take your program, your Bible, or your internet device, and I want to invite you to share the service today, to be a virtual evangelist, to invite people into this discussion today as we talk about how to be angry and not sin. And as we walk through this message today, I'm going to show you four other clips, and we're going to watch this play out in this family's life. And we're going to see how it can play out in our lives as well. Look at verse 25. Therefore, Paul says, having laid aside falsehood, what does that mean? Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to everybody else. Because if you lie to yourself, you will eventually lie to everyone else. And you cannot deal with your anger if you live in a duplicitous and a deceptive mindset. Each one of you, here's what we have to do. We have to speak truth with our neighbor, whoever that is, who's our neighbor, whoever we're in relationship with. For we're members of one another. Isn't that interesting? I am a part of your life. You are a part of my life. And then he gives this famous statement. Be angry. So God gives you permission to be angry. Be angry and don't sin. 
Wow. Be angry and don't sin. Now, what does that part of the verse tell you? It tells me at least three things. Number one, anger is a given in your life. Whether you want it to be or not, you will experience anger. Right? Amen? Has anybody never experienced anger? I'd like to see your hand. If you're online and you've never experienced anger, just put a comment in the thread here. I'd like to see it. Anger is a part of all of our lives. Number two, anger can exist in your life without it being a sin. Just because you're angry doesn't mean somebody needs to rebuke you. And it's interesting in church settings, we tend to go, well, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. And, and it's, it's like Jesus was nice. Well, yes, but he was also angry from time to time. You go, Jesus was? Yes. You don't generally turn over tables in the church just because you're feeling good about the tables. It's okay to be angry. But here's the thing. We live in a world that gives us license to be destructive in our anger. And this month, some of you are taking this challenge with me. We're doing the Proverb a Day Challenge in October. And this morning in Proverbs 22, it says, basically, don't hang out with angry people. And so we're going to talk today about how to put bumpers on our anger because God gives us permission to be angry, but he does not give us permission to live as angry people all the time. We have to deal with our anger and with our emotion, but we cannot justify our actions and the mistreatment of other people because someone has mistreated or done something to us that we don't like. Number three, anger can never be an excuse or give you a right to sin. Anger can never give you an excuse or give you a right to sin. So how do we engage an angry world that has hurt us? How do we do that? Watch the second clip. Whenever you decide that you're going to turn your anger into something that is constructive and optimistic, the world will shout you down. Whenever you decide that you're going to take something that's destructive that's happened in your life and you're going to make a difference in somebody else's life, the world is going to shout you down. When you decide to be idealistic and optimistic and utopian in your thinking, when you say, we can make a difference in this world, the world is going to take its anger out on you. And it's going to tell you, you can't make a difference. And it's going to try to get you to go back to this mindset that the world sucks and you can't make a difference in saving it. Well, I want you to know that three people gave their life to Jesus Christ this weekend, and I know things about their story that 
would just cause the hair on the back of your neck to stand up, that God could never do something good in their situations. And I want you to know that hell lost three more this weekend. Amen. Listen, you don't get to decide the outcome of your life, but you do get to decide if you keep showing up. You, get, you do get to decide if you're going to be faithful. You do get to decide if you're going to step in and say, God, if you can use my life, use it. That's what this little boy does. If you can use my life. So how do we be angry and sin not? Number one, understand God's context for anger. Understand God's context for anger. Some of us have been abused sexually, emotionally, physically, mentally, maybe all the above. And the enemy tells you there's no way that the God of the universe can use damaged goods like you. I just want to encourage you today to say, Lord, silence all the voices in my head right now that's not of the Holy Spirit so that I can hear what you have to say to me right now. You go, I've never prayed that before in my life. Here's today is the first time, and this is the opportunity for you to do this. Say, Lord, silence all the voices in my head right now except the voice of the Holy Spirit so I can hear what he has to say to me. You go, how do I know it's the Holy Spirit? Because hope will come immediately and peace will be the byproduct. Amen? Amen? God has a plan and a purpose and a calling on your life. I don't care uh, what the enemy says to you. He is a liar. And no matter what has been done to you, God can bring something good out of the most horrific and the darkest sorrow and the baddest situation of your life if you will lay it at his feet. But you've got to understand God's context for anger. Look at verse 26. Don't let the sun go down on the cause of your anger. Now, why is that? Look at verse 27. Because you'll give the devil an opportunity. Huh. So when I woke up this morning, I say to myself, because I knew I was preaching the sermon, self, what are you angry about? You go, you're angry? Well, of course. We all have things we're angry about. We all have things we're working through. Like, stop lying to yourself. You say, well, it seems a little utopian to think that you can deal with your anger today. Well, I didn't say that you can deal with all the angry thoughts and feelings of your future today. You go, well, I'm going to be angry tomorrow. Okay. You have permission to be angry tomorrow, but you do not have permission to take your anger from today into tomorrow. You say, how come? Because if you do, you will give the devil a foothold. You say, well, how do I today give God my anger so that I don't take today's anger in tomorrow? Here's how you do it. God, I give you the anger of today. Today. Now let me go to sleep and sleep like a baby, a newborn baby. And let me trust that you've got everything I'm angry about. Amen? Amen. 
Let me trust that you have everything I'm angry about. See, if you don't do this, it'll lead to sin and proper expression of your anger. Do you know what'll happen to you if you don't give God your anger today? You ready? You'll take it out on somebody tomorrow that loves you and that you love. Huh. Isn't that interesting? If I don't give God my anger today and tell him, hey, I'm angry at this person. I'm angry at this situation. I'm angry that this person did this. I'm angry about this. I'm angry because the world's this way. I'm angry that this person did this, you know, back in my, whatever it is. It might be that you're angry at God. God, I'm angry that you let this happen in my life. I'm angry that this loved one is dead. I'm angry, you know, whatever it is. I'm angry that I lost my job. I'm angry, whatever it is. And see, what we're seeing in our world right now is that we're seeing a world that is completely out of control, that doesn't know how to give God its anger, and every day this world is getting angrier. I'm trying to remember the last time I got in my car and went somewhere that someone wasn't angry while I was on the road. It's been a while. I'm not sure I can remember the last time. Like, our world's anger is growing. Now, it seems ideal that in a day we can deal with all this. But see, you only have to deal with what you're dealing with today. You go, well, what about tomorrow? Don't worry about tomorrow. His mercies are new each morning and great is his faithfulness. And so when I wake up each morning, Lord, I want the mercies you have for me today. I understand that if I receive your mercies, you're faithful to help me with today. Do you know what the problem is with today? Do you know why today is so hard for you? Because you're trying to live tomorrow's problems today. Today's issues are enough. Don't worry about tomorrow. And I got news for you. You may not even be here. You could wake up in heaven and go, why did I worry about tomorrow? I'm in heaven. Just live today. So how do we deal uh, with this particular issue of dealing with daily anger. Look at verse 25. Therefore, having laid aside falsehood, each of you speak the truth with his neighbor. Tell people the truth. I find it interesting when you tell people the truth, especially if you tell them that you're angry with them. If you tell people you're angry with them, Christians, we tend to go, well, you know, you should forgive. Well, see, if someone is angry with you, it's not your job to tell them to forgive, okay? Because I got news for you. That just makes them angrier, okay? When somebody tells you they're angry with you, don't tell them they have to forgive. Ask them this question. What can I do to alleviate your anger? Huh, What can I do to alleviate your anger toward me? Now, here's what I understand. Because over the years, I've had people that have been angry with me, and I've sat down with them, and they've told me how I've hurt them, and I say to them, I'm sorry, would you give me an opportunity to make that up to you? And there are some people that are not going to give you opportunity. 
They're not telling you they're angry at you because they want you to do something about it. They're telling you they're angry at you because they want to hurt you. And that's their goal. And angry people that, are, that refuse to forgive you when you're willing to engage them, at some point, you have to decide if that's a burden God wants you to carry or not. So how do we be angry and sin not? Number two, be honest with them about your feelings. Be honest with them about your feelings. Now, verse 28 is going to seem out of context, but verse 28 is going to show us why this people group or this individual was angry. Look at verse 28. The one who steals must steal no longer. Rather, he must labor doing good with his own hands so that he may share with the one who has need. So you know what the context is of There are righteous people in this passage that are angry. And they're angry because there's people that have taken advantage of them and have stolen from them. And Paul is saying to the thief, stop stealing. Stop stealing. Stop being a thief. And start living honest. Work. Earn your own wage. I mean, I think about this statement, and I think, man, this is applicable to our society right now. Paul is speaking to the person who has offended the angry person. So how do we deal with our anger and not sin? Number three, challenge them. Challenge them to take responsibility for their actions. See, when you're angry at a person, it's okay to go to that individual and say, You have upset me. I am angry at you because you did this. Excuse me. And when you do that, listen, is it tit for tat? Is it agree to disagree? Or is it I'm sorry that I hurt you? Huh. Or is it I forgive you for what you did to me too. See, none of those things are apologies. See, an apology is this. Let me give you an example of what an apology is. I am sorry, Lynn. That's an apology. This is not an apology. I am sorry, Lynn, that I hurt you the way you hurt me. That's not an apology. That's not an apology. When your apology has to level the playing field, it's not an apology. Amen? I told you this is a rotor-rooter. This takes courage. Watch this clip. I just want to see the world change. I'm grading on effort, not result. Do you understand that when you get to heaven, God's not grading on the result of your life. He's grading on the effort of your life. 
you understand that? You look at your life up to this point and you go, oh, not much to show for it. Listen to me. You are not the judge of your life. I want to say it again. You are not the judge of your life. Amen? Come on, amen? Don't determine, don't determine the value of your life. Jesus has already decided. He's already determined it. And I want you to understand that every one of us have value because Jesus Christ has determined to die for our sins. Do you understand that the Hamas hates the Jews? The Jews hate Hamas. The Palestinians largely hate the Jews, and the Jews largely hate the Palestinians. And if all of them would meet Jesus, it would change everything. It would change everything. It would change everything. And what is happening in the Middle East is the greatest altar call of our generation. That there is no hope without Jesus' hope. And there is no hope in your life to make a difference if you are the determiner and the judge of your life. Resign from that. Look at Psalm 4, 4 to 8. In your anger, do not sin. So we see it in Ephesians 4, now we see it in Psalm 4. The same thing. This is why you read the whole Bible. The Bible is not schizophrenic. When you're on your bed, search your hearts and be what? Somebody say it. Be what? Silent. Offer right sacrifices, trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You've filled my heart with great joy than when their grain and new wine abound. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lie down and I'm going to sleep in peace. Why? For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen? If you've been abused, memorize that verse. How do we be angry and sin not? Number four, avoid demeaning words when expressing your anger. We're going to see this in verse 29. Avoid demeaning words when expressing your anger. See, when you're angry, that does not give you a license to communicate it any way you want to. When you're angry at somebody, you have to pay very careful attention to your words. And you have to make sure that you do not pick words that are demeaning. Look at verse 29. You must let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. But only what is beneficial for the building up of the one in need. That it may give grace to those who hear. 
So when you are speaking to someone that you're angry at, if you want it to be effective, if you want your anger to be effective, then you have to choose not to use demeaning words in your communication. Your anger is fine. It's okay to communicate it to someone else. But the moment you use your anger to demean the person you're angry at, you have sinned. Does that make sense? One of the most vulnerable things you will ever do is to learn how to tell another human being that you love that they've hurt you and doing it in a proper way. Look at verse 31. You must put away every kind of bitterness, anger, wrath, quarreling, evil, slanderous talk. Now, why is it important to avoid demeaning words? Look at verse 30. Because you grieve the Holy Spirit of God when you use these, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. See, when I speak demeaning words to someone that I'm angry at, the Holy Spirit that gives me the power and the grace and the strength and the forgiveness that I need is grieved. Now, what does it mean to grieve the Holy Spirit? It means that you do something that he's not okay with. Now, quenching the Holy Spirit is not doing something that he's asked you to do. But grieving the Holy Spirit is doing something that God has told you not to do. And so when we speak demeaning words toward people that we're angry at, we are spewing bitterness, anger, malice, My devotions this morning were Galatians 2 to 6 and Ephesians 1 to 5. So my devotions today was this passage. And in Galatians, it says to avoid outbursts of anger. I had a moment on Friday. Had nothing to do with being a pastor. It had to do with being a farmer, by the way. And... It took about three hours of my time and the person had not communicated and it made me angry. I'd spent three hours of my day off preparing to do something that wasn't ready to be done. And there was no communication because we live in a no communication world now where you figure it out on your own. And I had to deal with a moment of anger and I had to make a choice in how I was going to engage that. So what do we do with those who keep hurting us and betraying us and refusing to let up on their assault of us verbally or physically or maybe even sexually? Watch this clip. See what unforgiven anger does to you? Causes you to reject the people who want to love you. So this point is very important. How do we be angry and sin not? Number five, you forgive the unforgivables. See, if you hold on to the abuse, if you hold on to the offense, you will miss out on the love that somebody has for you in your future. And I'm just telling you, unforgiveness is the poison we drink hoping it kills somebody else. Forgive them. How? Look at verse 25. 
Lay aside falsehood. Speak the truth with your neighbor. So letter A, speak the truth by actions or words. Don't let them keep abusing you. If words don't solve their control over you, use actions to show your disapproval. You say, how do I do that? You leave, you tell someone, you get help. So how do we go about it? Look at verse 32. But instead, be kind to one another, compassionate. Forgive one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. So letter B, be kind, not vindictive in your speaking the truth. Try to speak truth as kindly as you can. You'll get better at it. But try to speak truth as kindly as you can. And then letter C, be compassionate. Be compassionate. And then letter D, going back to Psalm 448 that we've already read. Ask the Lord nightly to help you let go of your anger. When you go to bed at night, or you wake up in the middle of the night angry, oh, I'm the only one. Just say to the Lord, help me let go of that, Lord. Help me go back to sleep. How do I know God exists? Because he answers prayer. He does for me what I can't do for myself. Watch this last clip. When we give up, everybody loses. When we give in to anger for more than a day, everybody loses. Choice is ours. In this season of my life, this is what I'm saying to the Lord. I don't want to be an angry person. I just don't. You say, how come? Well, partly because I'm realizing it takes too much effort. Just too much effort. And see, if I focus on being an angry person, I become ineffective in my calling. And life's short. Life is short. I want to make a difference for Jesus. I want to make a difference for Jesus. I want to make a difference for Jesus. Be angry and sin not. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we all have a choice. We all have a choice. I can stand on this platform and preach that I can only make my choice. Lord, some of us need to take what's been done to us and turn that into righteous anger and go and rescue those that have been treated as we've been treated to bring comfort the way you've comforted us.
Lord, you meet us. In every angry moment, you meet us. I don't know what I'll be angry about tomorrow or a week from tomorrow or one year from tomorrow. But I do know what I'm angry about today. You and I have been talking about it. You've been talking to me about it. Everybody else in your life may want you to ignore or not face what you're dealing with. But that would not be God Almighty. Before one day was, he knew them all to be. He didn't wake up this morning going, I cannot believe how your day has gone. That's not God. Anything you say to the Lord, he already knows. You say, then why say it to him? So you'll know that he knows. I don't tell God anything so he'll know it. I tell it so I know he knows it. And so, Lord, would you meet us right now? Some of us need to use this altar today and just talk to you as our Father. This is a moment of vulnerability. We can push what the Holy Spirit is saying to us away right now. That's our choice. But if we'll receive it, this moment will change all the other moments for the rest of our lives. That's how powerful this moment can be. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. amen. God bless you. I love you. And listen to me. It's okay to be angry. It's not okay to sin in your anger. Thanks for listening to the Vanguard Central Podcast. We encourage you to go out and live your faith in real relationship with Jesus and with others. God bless you, friend. See you next time.